Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and Matthew Parker. Good afternoon, guys. How we doing, fellas? Good afternoon. Doing good. I love it when we get a chance to talk about the NFL. That's exactly what we're going to do today. Yeah, man. We're going to learn something today. At least I am. I mean, I'm going to be talking about... Uh, you know, betting and fantasy football and all kinds of stuff that I am actually very much a novice if you want to even give me novice status. Mm. So I'm looking forward to learning some stuff today from both of you guys, but uh, oh, we I have, yield, yield the reins to you guys. Yeah, we have Parker right in the middle of this for a reason. Mm-hmm. We need him to show us the way. Lead us in the fantasy football discussion. Well, fantasy guys i've been playing for years i mean i remember getting the paper back in the day and, and filling out i want twenty thousand points to buy michael jordan and mailing it in for for 15 bucks and, and and being in it so i'm all in especially when it comes to the nfl so so blake how how many times have you played fantasy football twice i think and one of them was this last year so you're, you're brand new i am you? yeah i am a blank slate if you will now, I know this is the Dad Code podcast, and I'm not a dad, but I am this guy's daddy when it comes to fantasy football. Ooh. Brad's been playing for a long time, right, Brad? Been playing uh, fantasy football for, I'd say, at least a decade, but fantasy baseball f- since I was in high school. So, um, you need very well versed in the fantasy world mm-hmm. of sports. Um, I have a couple of titles, right? I mean, you can I think so. Say that you're my daddy if you want, but uh I think we're both my older brother's daddy. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. I'm Especially going... Brandon, we're your daddy. That's right. Uh but uh I uh Blake with participating in fantasy football last year, did or did you not find yourself paying attention to things or games or individuals that you're like, "Why do I even care?" Uh, this is I'm actually watching. Now. Yeah, I mean, there's there was some of that. Um, I what I learned this last year is that I the draft that we did I I did terrible. I had I was way too top heavy with quarterbacks. Uh, didn't have enough playmakers out there in, in, in my opinion. But yeah, so I I learned a lot of hard lessons this last this last season. So. It's 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 so weird in a sport that the most important player yeah. on the field is the least important player, bar you know kickers yeah. and stuff, on your team. Right. You you think that, um, that you need to draft Patrick Mahomes first overall every year, but <laughs> in just a normal league, it's it's not necessary. Right. So it's hard to not to not pull that trigger. Yeah, I can see sure. that. I think that this is why this type of show will be very educational. Um, not only to those that have never played, maybe, but uh, even just us bouncing ideas off of each other. What are the correct strategies? And when you're trying to draft a team, um, we've always thought that the draft itself was the most fun part of the year. Just the draft, the us getting together, or getting together virtually online for a draft where we're talking shit to each other. Doesn't get any better than that. You throw some beers in there too. I mean, gosh, <laughs> what a fantastic evening! Oh, I do. Sounds like talking. fun. I do love talking crap. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, why, why fantasy football though? I, I mean, you alluded to it when you asked him if it made it more interesting. It absolutely does. Like we just recently did a show where we kicked out the Cardinals, uh, the Bengals, and uh, the Lions. You know mm. what though? 
Swift. I'm paying attention to what Detroit's doing. I'm paying attention to Kyler Murray. I'm paying attention to uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, all of them. Everybody. So that's what makes it for me. And and you just talked about strategy. There there is no really right or wrong strategy in fantasy, right? Like the point of fantasy is to have fun. Like who cares? Um, When you're picking first, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Blake. Sure. If you're going, if you're picking first on the, the the clock, you're 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 the number one guy. What would you think would be the best strategy to go with, just getting into fantasy? Uh, well, I mean, right off the top of my head, I I think I want somebody who's going to put not necessarily massive numbers on every other game, but I want consistent numbers. Is what I think of as the lay person. Brett, I'm going running back. Absolutely, yeah. The, that's the, the key is going to be running back. The, the the thing that matters in fantasy, it matters if you're good or not, like mm-hmm. obviously, right? Sure. But it, the thing that trumps everything is touches. Right. You want somebody who gets the ball every single time. That's why Derrick Henry getting the ball almost 400 times make mm-hmm. a difference, even though he's not there on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also matters what type of league that you're playing in. Do you remember on the, the league that you played in last year? Was it called a standard league or was it called a PPR league? I don't even know what that means. It was a standard league, and uh, we'll be happy to define what each of those are. Yeah. Because we're going to switch that? it up. Our league is going to a half PPR league. So educate the people. What, is the, what do those two terms mean? So traditionally, most people play standard league, but PPR is the fastest growing type of fantasy. And PPR stands for points per reception. Some leagues, it doesn't matter if you catch the ball 100 times, two times, whatever. It matters on yards. Mm-hmm. So so standard league, if, for instance, I have a receiver and he gets seven receptions for 100 yards, it's worth 10 points. Because okay. of the 100 yards. Okay. In a PPR or half-point PPR, which we're going to, those seven receptions – adds an extra three and a half points. So instead of having 10 points, mm-hmm. you'd have 13 and a half. So it puts a bigger uh, emphasis on slot receivers, on the Christian McCaffreys of the mm. world who catch 90, 100 plus balls out of the backfield. We're talking an extra 45 points. Yeah, easy. So so it, it also changes like the... The Edelmans of the world, you yeah. know, he had ten receptions for fifty yards and a touchdown. <laughs> fifty yards, you know, that would have been five for the yards and the six more for the touchdown. But now, and you had five more for the catches. Yep. So mm. it really changes uh, how you approach it. It doesn't change it so much to where you you got to change your draft strategy immensely. I would say it changes your draft strategy as in, hey, I'm deciding between these two running backs, which one catches the ball. Sure. So last year you played in a standard league. Okay. Standard. We just did yards, touchdowns. So we're switching it up just a little bit. Um, Quick question while we're bouncing back and forth between standard and PPR. Mm -hmm. Keep it right here in the hometown. Do you, would you want two catches for 70 yards from Julio Jones or six catches 40 yards from DJ Chark. I mean, my math is off. What was the first one? Two for 70. Julio Jones. Explosive, right? Absolutely. Very explosive. Two two receptions, 70 yards, or 
Six catches, 40 yards. They're the same? DJ Turk. I mean, over the over the span of a season, oh, when you're thinking about draft. Well, I would, I mean, getting into the weeds a bit, I would take I would take AJ, Julio Jones or AJ Brown, because especially AJ Brown, he's the most efficient f- receiver in all of football. He had a lot of touchdowns last year on like 60. That's why I didn't mention him. I'm trying to compare Julio Jones, the hot thing in Middle Tennessee, versus who may not even be the number one target in Jacksonville. But but the volume does is that going to put a receiver like that at least equal to, or maybe even like, gosh, maybe maybe I take a DJ Chark over Julio Jones. As crazy as that sounds, it does sound crazy. But I see where you're going because the volume is there. Mm-hmm. The the nuance that I would bring into it is quarterbacks, and I would also bring in A.J. Brown has injury history. I know Julio does last year, but A.J. does too. Julio could be the number one guy. I know Shark could as well, but it could be Julio and nobody else in Tennessee would be my argument to that one. I agree. the PPR changes everything. Yeah. All right. Blake, what do you think? Man, I am just trying to soak it all in, guys. <laughs> Y'all are talking a lot of lot of acronyms here and a lot of math, and I'm like, holy shit. Okay, we'll, we'll back it up a little bit. Yeah, so, PPR, so, points yeah. PPR points per reception. PPR points per reception. Standard doesn't matter yeah. on, on receptions. Let's, yeah. let's talk winning your draft because that's one of the places that you win or you lose your, your okay. league. My draft strategy is – for the first four or five rounds, I want somebody that's not going to mess it up. Okay. You can't win your fantasy football in the first couple of rounds, but you sure as heck can Oof. lose it. Oof. Um, so I'm, if you look at mine, I already have a list of, mm-hmm. you know, like the top 10 guys. And you got I've a got, draft board. I do have a draft board. All right. And I've got the ones marked in red that I don't care where they are. I'm not taking them. Got you. Just because some of them haven't played for you know two seasons, and even though they're a top five pick, I don't want them. Right. Um, let somebody else take take the risk, and you take the risks later later on. Brad, would you? I agree. Uh, Blake has had even some self discovery here on this podcast, saying, "Look, he went a little top heavy on quarterbacks." Yeah, I think Arguably I had four quarterbacks. The most important last year player on a football team, but when you're talking about building a fantasy football roster, nah, it's not needed. You can get any rotational type quarterback, just picking them up off the waiver wire every week. And people ask why they're like, "Hey, Patrick Mahomes and these guys—they score forty touchdowns a year, mm-hmm. and even Derrick Henry, seventeen. Like, it's so much more. Right. Why don't I want that guy? Mm-hmm. The reason is." The Derrick Henrys, the Christian McCaffreys of the world, between number one, two, and three at running back to 10, 11, and 12 is a chasm of a difference. Mm. The one, two, and three at quarterback versus 10, 11, and 12, it's not that big. It's, it's, I mean, you got a lot of great quarterbacks out there. Um, so the, the, the idea is to hold on till late and to try to target somebody you think is going to be. An upside guy like like last year, a great example was Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen was going in like the ninth round, hmm. and he turned out to be a I think the number two fantasy quarterback, yeah. one or two. Um, I waited a long time and ended up still getting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I waited and still landed on that. Another strategy I like is, hey, can I get a quarterback that has some wheels, some of the hidden points, rushing yards, 
at yeah. quarterback. See, I, I mine, I, th- I believe my number one pick was Russell Wilson last year, which is, I think and I think fantastic quarterback. I think I had a good one there, and I, for whatever reason, just saw a bunch of names. Aaron Rodgers was another one. Yeah. You came back and Dak got Prescott was another. Yeah. one. I just kept seeing these names. I'm like, they're they're there. Let's let's get them too. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and and it, it just ended up not. I ended up not having enough running backs. <laughs> um, and but yeah, when when I had a winner, it seems like and in uh, uh, Russell Wilson and I should have just rode that as long as I could and maybe spread out some of my higher picks. Especially last year, Russ was on fire the first eight seasons, eight weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I kept looking at it. I'm like, why did I waste my time looking at these other dudes? When, when well, I, I knew I had what I needed in a consistent numbers guy with Russell Wilson. To give you a little credit though, um, Every year when we do our draft, each team has a keeper. And Blake's keeper last year was Ezekiel Elliott. So he already started with arguably a top five running back. So he was looking at other pieces to the roster. Sure. I think Zeke's going to be really good this year too. Will Zeke be a keeper? Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm saying right now, I guarantee your wife is keeping Zeke. (laughs) The Cowboy fan. Well, we'll see. What else when we think about uh, fantasy football? I, I think it's – for the Sunday experience, I think it's a must. I love it because it keeps me engaged. It it has me for some reason watching Cincinnati versus Cleveland. I'm looking at Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon. I mean, whatever else. Uh, I love it. I mean, I love the NFL, and if it gives me some juice to watch – Arizona versus Detroit Lions, then so be it. Yeah, I, that's why I was, that's why I'll argue for it all the time. Yeah, these are these are names that I would not really otherwise follow or Correct. maybe even know in some in some scenarios. Yeah, that's that was exactly what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I can name you the starting three running backs for every team in the league. <laughs> you know, but if there wasn't for fantasy football, like, why would you need to know that useless exactly. information? Yeah. Another thing we were talking about quarterbacks and running backs, I just think it's so important to hit on it again. There's only there's 32 obviously of of everybody there, but there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the league, and they don't usually rotate in and out, right? Mm-hmm. There's only about 10 workhouse workhorse uh, running backs, and once you get past that top two tiers, it just drops off a cliff. I mean, it gets yeah. ugly, and it gets ugly quick. Like Kareem Hunt is a you know, top 24 rated quarter uh, running back. And he didn't start. No, he gets about eight touches a game. He but just, guess what he does with that? He's efficient. He does a lot. He can catch. He can run. So. So let's kind of bring it back to the point. So for, so for someone starting out like myself, what do you got to, I mean, what do you got to start with? What do you got to start with, with your first, let's say three picks? It depends on where you're picking. Um, but I believe the first pick, unless you're at the very end of the first round, is a running back. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any way to go about it. There's some area there in the middle in those five, six, seven, where it, it depends on how your draft board falls. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's always the caveat. But but I'm very running back heavy at the beginning because there are a little, lot of good wide receivers out there. Justin Jefferson, who was one of the best receivers in fantasy last year. Wasn't even drafted. Not drafted. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I say you go running back, running back, running back, 
<laughs> or running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. It's got to be a combination of RBs and WRs. The, gotcha. the only uh, change to possibly that is that we have a tight end now mm-hmm. in this league that is a number one wide receiver. And the argument can be made, and a lot of people make it. Some people are just scared to do it. Travis Kelsey, first round. I had Travis Kelsey. It's a good one to have. See, that was my thought was, you know, tight ends are kind of changing. These tight ends nowadays are changing the game. They're breaking the mold. And it just feels like any kind of dink or dunk that they can do, and some of these guys can run and they can go get this get the ball. So kind of the Gronks of the world. So there are the, the problem with the tight ends is you're right, but there are three that separated themselves. There's Kelsey, there's Kittle, and there's Waller. Hmm. Outside of that, we don't really know. Right. You, you know, four through fifteen are all kind of the same guy. In my draft strategy, if I don't get one of those top three, man, I'm waiting to like round fifteen grab the weight. Gotcha. I mean, there may be some hope okay. in like a player like Pitts. So try yeah. try to load up on your skill guys, your your running backs, your wide receivers. If you can get a top top end tight end, that's really where you want to start with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty solid strategy there. If, if you wanted to go that route, I got a question for the uh, fantasy daddy in the middle here. So uh, let's say I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and uh, Man, I just really want their defense. How? When? When should I draft the defense in in this fantasy football world? Next to last round is going to be the earliest you should. If you're playing without kickers, it's the last round. I agree. Blake, what do you think? Stay away from drafting defense. Giving you some drafting. All right. Advice. Well, that that's good to know. I mean, but like I'm the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I, I think I wanna... chose. A, I think I chose Kansas City's defense pretty early. Yeah. This last year. And the, the argument against it again is this quarterback scenario. The first defense versus the middle of the pack defense, it's just not It's not that different. Okay, so if you kind of go in the middle somewhere, you're not really tipping the scale. You're not going to go too far one way or the other there how in I, that scenario. That's right. And, and how I actually play my defense is I, I get one that I think could play every week, but then I do what we call streaming, and I just pick up like mm-hmm. – Who's Cleveland? Well, this Cleveland's, <laughs> Cleveland's not Cleveland anymore, but right. you know, uh, whoever. Who who Houston playing this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are the Jags playing yeah, this Yeah, let's get that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kickers, right. he touched on kickers last. Stay away. I, you know what? Actually, yeah. I don't even – if my the league allows it, and I think ours does, I don't even draft them. Yeah, you don't have to. And then I just pick you one just up an two days spot. beforehand yep. and throw them in there. Just be a zero yeah. if you don't want to I think that was my last pick last year. Yep. Uh, what else? Any other selling points on why fantasy football? What is fantasy football? Do we have enough to get Blake to fill the 10th spot? Yeah, we can't give them all our tips. Yeah, I know. I, um, yeah, I think I'll take that 10th spot. I think I'm I'm gonna take a little bit of what we learned here or what I learned here, um, see if I can enact it and not not a not try to apply too much nuance to it. I I think that there probably is some nuance that y'all are hold, withholding a little bit of it, but I think that where I got in trouble last year was applying too much nuance. Mm. I, my last bit of uh, advice on it is and this is a big one, is if you look beforehand at what's called the ADP. It's called the average draft position. Mm-hmm. Like if players are going, let's say you love Robert Woods from the Rams, which I do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's going, 
you know, 80th, mm-hmm. you know that you can probably hang on and not take him earlier. Gotcha. Say like, hey, I can wait another round because on average, he's going to the eighth round, not the hmm. fifth round. Um, so just to know where players, just like the real draft, mm-hmm. know where players, just because you love somebody in the real NFL draft, it doesn't mean they're going to take him in the first round and not the fourth round. Well, that was something else I was going to ask. You know, there's there's always there's all these lists on yeah. here when you yeah. when you're doing your draft. How yeah. much do you pay attention to where these lists have them ranked? on the list as far as their, their their draft ranking and things like that. Are you exclusively choosing from that top of the list, the top five to ten? Or, or is it something where you're you're looking at it by on a player-by-player player basis? I do 50-50. I use the list to do a lot of research because I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about every team. But uh, after doing the study with the list, I want to make it my own. But I'll say 50-50. I'm right there. I'm going to use it, but it's it's not the holy grail what I'm going to go by. I love the list. Um, it depends on where you're drafting. If you look at ESPN versus Yahoo, Correct. one of them will have receivers 20 spots ahead of the other one. Oh, wow. So, so what I do is I come up with my own list beforehand. The own list. And, I just, and I'll mark stuff down, and I will use my list versus this list because I know people when it says the best receiver on the board is this guy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really this guy. I know okay. everybody's probably going to take these people. But I think for someone new at fantasy, I recommend starting with the list. The list that's out there yeah, on a- NFL.com or whatever. Start with that so you just know who are these players anyway. Absolutely. What, what does the world think of these players from a fantasy perspective? And then that's when that's what I do is then I kind of make it my own. But I start with the list. It, it allows you on those lists also to move players around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're on there for a reason. And and if I'm drafting, I got news for you. If it's got a little red cross there, mm-hmm. injury. Injury. Mm-hmm. Like there, if because we usually draft the week before the season starts. And if there's Two still weeks, yeah. if there's still a little red cross there, mm-hmm. unless I know what it is, I'm t- I'm not I'm not touching them. I still want somebody injured. Okay, that's good stuff right there. That's good stuff for me, being the newer fella. So, But we're happy to have you. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about uh, some strategies or maybe even why or why not to bet on NFL football. Yeah, so this is something that I literally know very little about at all. Not even like the terminology and all that and the over and unders and the plus two and a halves and whatever. I am a complete, you know, I don't know anything. I don't so, know anything. Yeah, so Parker, whenever I say the Titans minus nine over Jacksonville, tell the people what that means. It means if you put $10 on the game and the Titans win by nine, you get your money back. You don't win, you don't lose, it's a push. If the Titans win by eight, you're out 10 bucks. Jacksonville covers. Jacksonville covers. If the Titans win by 10, we can get more nuance, but you you win nine or $10. Mm-hmm. All right. So minus nine means that that team is expected to win by at least that or more than that number. Okay. At least that will push. Okay. And this line changes. I mean, by that, by the out, by the play. Yes. I mean, we can look at lines, you know, early week, and you know, Titans in that same game could be favored by eleven. Yeah. And it drops to nine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so now the over under gets yeah. confusing. And this is where I think Vegas really profits because people that are first starting to get into gambling, nobody wants to bet the under. Everybody wants to bet the over. So, for instance, I'm just looking at this preseason. I don't know why anybody bets preseason, but this preseason NFL line between the Washington football team and New England Patriots mm-hmm. is 35 and a half. Right. So, Brad, what would the, the final score there would we need it to be? To, 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 to cover that? Yes. It'd be like 28 to 10. That'd be a total of 38 points. So if you bet the over, you got your win. Traditionally, last year was a little bit different, but traditionally the under uh, actually wins on these things just because it's hard to bet the under. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people want to root for no points. Right. They don't want to watch a game where it's, oh, punt. Here's a turnover. Oh, here's another punt. Yes. They want to see some action. And you've got the idea of in that same game at 35, it could be 20 to 10 at the end of the game and a touchdown. You're like, well, it's just a touchdown. Like that could – so the over-under just can be really sneaky on on, on the, the line there about going – over seems obvious is all I'm saying sometimes. And I'll tell you another one for starters. It's a, it's a trap to bet the favorite every time. I don't know what the exact stats are, but I'd say it's at least 55%. If you just blindly pick the underdog, you're going to prop it. I, again, last year, I'm not counting last year for anything because it was weird, but the year before, I do think it was 60% the underdog. Uh, somewhere around there. It's People, again, they want points. They want scoring. They want the underdog usually wins, and the under usually wins. If, if the underdog's winning, the under is usually coming in too. I mean, it could literally be 35 to 20 with one minute to go and garbage time touchdown Blake Bortles. Mm. Bust everything in Vegas. It could be. Or they could or they could be running it and you're about to cover it to the end zone and they Nick Chubb needs it on the one. That, is, that was such a fantastic play. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Jeez. Now, though, Blake, you could also bet uh, the money line. Okay. Now, I don't know what, what the is heck that, that what is. What does that mean? Talk Give us me. a definition. So, so the money line is who is going to win the game. Okay. You don't care about lines. You don't care about scores. You don't I mean, you care about scores overall, but you don't care what the score is mm-hmm. per se. Just who's going to win the game. But you have to pay to be able to do this. Okay. So let's just look at our Washington football team, New England Patriots example. Okay. We see the money line here for the uh, – Washington football team is at minus 135. Yeah, I see that. That means I would have to bet $135 to win 100. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to lay what they call juice. You're laying heavy juice there. The Patriots at plus 115. Mm-hmm. If you bet $100, you'd win 115. Mm-hmm. So the question then, you know, so some people just love a, a, a team to win the game, but they just don't like the line, and they're willing to pay that extra. Um, and not to get in the weeds, we can touch this in a minute, but a lot of time a lot of these money line bets where parlays come in to play. Right. Um, but, Brad, what do you think about any kind of money line stuff? I think uh, a lot of people like betting money lines because when you really just boil it down, you're just picking a winner. You're not having to worry about the score of the game, you know, oh my God, the last second touchdown scenario. You're 
from a very high level. You're just picking the winner. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's why people find that to be more enjoyable. You don't have to bet a hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? But they're like, hey, no, I'm just using that as the right, example. This is an example, but they're like, I, I think that the Patriots will win. So that's all they have to worry about is who wins. The two zeros math is easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just an easier way to, without getting into too much, too much of the weeds it, that you can bet. I mean, yeah. it seems like there's less science behind it. It's win or lose. Yeah, you're winning or you're losing. It's not doesn't have to do with points. It's not anything like that. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I get that part. the The other fun time I like to use the money line is sometimes I'll look at teams. I'm like, why is this team an underdog? Like they're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Like why why are they an underdog by six? Like I don't want the points. Give me the extra money and give me the money line. Like if you thought the Bengals were gonna straight up beat Tampa Bay and didn't want the six points. Let me put ten bucks on the Bengals to win twenty. Yeah, which could happen. I mean, you know, preseason, preseason. Yeah, who knows? Joe Burrow. Joe, well, for maybe a right? drive. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, for a drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, other the other thing that a lot of people like to do. This gets a little more confusing, but when it comes to betting, it's what's called the par- parlay. And hear that term a lot. I have no now, idea. I'm novice at this, so uh, we'll let the, the king talk about parlay. So the parlay is where I believe multiple bets are going to hit, and I can win more money because I think all of them are going to hit. But if any one of them loses, it's all over. you're done. And we're talking a parlay can be – it can be anything. It can be two bets or it can be – I've seen for 20 bets. Oof. The more you do, um, the higher the odds, the more the payout, the bigger the risk. So, for our example here, Washington, let's say we think Washington is going to cover against the Patriots, and you're minus two and a half. But let's say you're like, all right, Washington also is going to go over. I believe both those are going to happen. FanDuel allows you to do same-game parlays, so I would click both of them. And then when I go down, no, actually it's not letting me do it on that one. Maybe it's because it's the preseason. So let's pick two different teams. So we'll do Washington minus two and a half and Pittsburgh plus one. We think both of those games are going to happen. I'll click this bet slip. Instead of betting on them individually, where $10 on this Washington one would only pay out, you know, 10 bucks if I won and Pittsburgh would pay $9 if I won. If they both won, It'd pay out $27.27. So if you've got a couple that you're really sure about, that's a good way to do it. But again, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to bet a three-team parlay at noon, and there's going to be two teams in it. One's going to be kicking off at 315. You're going to hit the first two, and the 315 one's going to lose. Oh, you're going to be sweating (laughs) until 630 or 7 o'clock. That's Sounds a, like a long day. It's a long day. <laughs> but it's a great, I mean, it's it's fun, you know. Um, it can definitely be fun. So if, you, if you're if you really sure about something, or if you just have like, you know, you want to bet $2 on five games, like make it fun. Yeah. But this is another thing, like we've talked about budgeting on our podcast before. You know, set aside money that you are comfortable with just playing with. So it doesn't feel like a loss. Just put it over there. And like, this is my NFL money for the year play with it once it's gone you know it's gone 
but try to make it grow. You have to be comfortable with losing it. You, I don't want you to become like, oh, now I got to find more money and let me go steal some from the savings account and because then you're dipping into family stuff. But if you set aside X amount of money to play with and be like, that's it. If it goes away, then I think that's more healthy. <laughs> I completely agree. I actually had this conversation with my wife. At the end of the season, I withdrew everything because you know I didn't want to like randomly throw something on baseball that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And then I'm going to have a set amount that I'm going to put in at the beginning of the regular season, and I'll play with it. You just just know it's going to be gone. That's what you're you've got to go into it. And uh, if it's not great, you know, let you keep on withdrawal again. Make a withdrawal again at the end of the year. And if it's if it's if it's not gone, fantastic. But um, you can't go into it thinking you're going to win a lot of money. The professional betters, the people that do this for a living, make between two to five percent. Like the, the, it's so small of what you beat Vegas on. It's like a fifty-two to forty-eight. It's like playing blackjack, and these are the mm-hmm. professionals, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you just gotta you gotta know it's there for. It's like playing golf. You know, you're just yeah. gonna spend money. It's it's a, a form of entertainment. Okay, so you want it to be money that you're you're not gonna miss it if it's gone, kind of thing. No, it's to keep you engaged on Sundays. It's a we play a picks game. We pick every every game in the NFL on Sundays against the spread. And uh, I find it just a way to, almost like what we discussed in fantasy football, to stay engaged. It keeps me engaged with an Arizona versus San Fran or a Jacksonville versus Houston when no one else wants to watch that game in the world but me. But uh, it, it, it keeps me interested in all of it. It does. Those Thursday night games that just are usually garbage. I, I watch them. That's one of the reasons that and, that and fantasy and those combined are, are, are definitely a reason that's and NFL knows this. No, oh, I mean, they're all in. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. They're all in. They know these two things are the fastest growing things that they've got. Would you say that, um, for kind of the newer to the, to the fantasy and the, to the betting side of things, would you say maybe you should try to get, your feet wet with the fantasy side of things, because it feels like you, the more you know about that kind of stuff where you're, you're looking at numbers, you're looking at, you know, players performances and how they might do matched up against a certain opponent that maybe that would uh, be a good place to start. Maybe before you get into the betting stuff. I think that's a great point. I haven't thought of it like that, Um, but you're right because that's one of the things I think about are matchups. But just knowing from fantasy, you know, these teams inside and out, right? So yeah, I think that's a really it's kinda, good point. Kind of like it, it gets you to where you're you're doing you you're doing your homework. So now you're a little bit more sure of yourself, and you can be a little bit more confident when you go into making your bets. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think you've got to be careful too. I think there's too many people out there that put out betting advice. Yeah, that just which we are not giving betting advice by no. the way, not at all. That, but they and there's these articles that just do all right. this, you know. And I look at them, and then I look at them after the week, and I'm like. This guy was wrong on everything. Yeah, they just at do at least seventy five percent. It's just it, if someone's putting out betting advice every single week for free, there are people that make you pay for it. But if someone's putting out betting advice every week, and I'm not talking one or two picks, I'm talking they're doing ten games. They're not very good. They're going to be in Vegas if they were any good. Right. They're going to be selling their services. They're not putting it out free on Yahoo for me to make money. Just take it with a grain of salt. It's good for information and take it in, but form your own opinion. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I was getting at is, is 
by doing by really getting yourself immersed into the, the fantasy side of things, I think that's you're doing your homework. Absolutely, you're being prepared. So we've already sold Blake into taking the tenth team. What I would recommend is, uh, how about you play our picks game? Man, it's a it's, very small amount of money. I'll give you some uh, advice right now. And you get to pick every single NFL game against the spread. And we're not doing anything with parlays or totals, overs, unders. But uh, that's the cheapest way that you can get a taste of betting against NFL lines. Join the Newberry Parker it is points fun. against the spread league. You have an invite. It is a small amount of money for like a six months worth of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, if you want to, take I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm happy to jump into the, the fold and just kind of see how it goes for me. I mean, uh, I think, uh, the more involved that I get with the, the fantasy stuff, like we talked about, I think that it will kind of naturally lead to this, uh, to being able to do the, the more of the gambling side of things. So, um, not saying I'm going to turn into a degenerate gambler or anything, but uh, I I think it'll be a good beta test for me to to before I decide to jump into the Fanduels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I'm totally on board with it. We'll help you along the way. We're not going to lead you to a title. <laughs> no, but uh, we'll make sure that you're successful at it. Or yeah. So so if y'all stop talking to me, does that mean I'm doing really well? Yes. Is, is that what that means? We're just gone. Yeah. You come back? No. No more answering <laughs> texts. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. We're we're not going to invite him back. I'll, I mean, I'll write that down. If we're no longer talking about NFL football on DDS, then you know something. Yeah. That's true. Never see me again. <laughs> yeah. Parker will never be here. You're like man. All right. like, How about you have Brandon on? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Any other thoughts about either one, fantasy football or betting on NFL before we go? Uh, For now. Fantasy, just find the, 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 where you want to do it. There's a million different services out there. Um, we tend to use ESPN or Yahoo, but other than that, just, the, just find the one that fits, fits what you want to do. I, I know there's a ton of them. Yeah. And the betting platforms, FanDuel. Also, ones. also, there's FanDuel, MGM, Caesars. There's a 24-7 local one, uh, DraftKings. Draft yeah. Don't get on one of these sites without getting some type of bonus. Every single one of them gives you like, hey, you deposit 50, we'll give you 50, 50. for the first time. So get some free money, fellas. All right. Well, good stuff. I know I learned a lot here, and I think I'm uh, ready to, to kind of jump in with both feet and see how things go. So I appreciate the info, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at the underscore dad underscore code, as well as, as on Instagram at the Dag Code Podcast, Facebook at the Dag Code. Email us questions, concerns, comments. Tell me how stupid I am for jumping into this stuff with these two idiots here. The Dag Code Podcast at gmail.com. Any more parting uh, remarks? Football's back. Yes, I'm so ready for football. And it's even just preseason. I don't know if I'm I like I'm so excited. I don't know if I like the the evil gleam I'm getting Let's go from Jags that. preseason. Oh Jesus, I should have known that was Trevor coming. Lawrence. All right guys, y'all have a great week. Be well.